after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials today. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. By the way, I am a mime! My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm not a mime. Neither is Genevieve Haz, who's sitting across from me. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. See? I just proved it. You're not a mime. Hard to be a mime with a podcast. Yes, although I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's tried it. <laughs> yeah. That's the topic today, huh? Mimes. mimes. You have mimes on the mind? I've got uh, mimes on my mind. Uh, yeah, I think that this was... I th- We'll start with the one that I think inspired this, which is uh, a commercial where... Mimes are a mime is just like one of many characters who are enjoying a product. Yeah, can I say this now? I feel like this came up on the show a while back where we feel like there was just a period of the 80s and 90s where there are all these commercials that were kind of like montages of people living life to the fullest. Yes. Everything has a bluish 90s hue to it and Whenever you see people like kind of in a jeans commercial or a cola commercial or whatever, and they're on the streets of a New York City type of place, you're, there'd always be a mime doing something. It felt like, yeah, it felt like mime was like shorthand for marketing to say like, People of all walks of life yeah. enjoy this consumer this consumer good. White people of all walks of <laughs> yes, life the enjoy whiter the this better. product or service. Yeah, um, but those are really hard to find. You told me before the show that you remembered some some commercial where like there's some mime who's like lightly harassing a traffic cop in the middle of a, like a New York City intersection or something. And I I. I don't know if you implanted that in my head, but like <laughs> I, I swear, I I can picture that. I know that there are ads uh, out there that are these kind of montage of street scenes, uh, montage of people just living life, where in some urban setting a mime is like having fun with a traffic cop mm-hmm. or or somebody like that. And I just the problem with it is that it is literally impossible to search for that yeah. uh, if you don't know the exact product that you're yeah. looking for. I was looking for Levi's. I feel like there was a Levi's commercial, but I just can't. I can't. Um, to me, it's it less down. Levi's and more things like sodas and candy mm, bars okay. and, and other things that people like, you know, pick up at a corner store and, and like, you know, eat in the in the midst of hacky sacking or something. <laughs> That's right. Or hula hooping with two hula hoops, right. maybe. Yeah. Um anyway, we don't have those randomized but there, mimes. But there but, are there is no shortage of commercials that that like to play with the idea of mimes. Yeah, even today. Like we're so you and I were looking for commercials where mimes were kind of in the background or a quick shot, but actually that might not have worked great for this show anyway. Um but instead you stumbled on a whole bunch of commercials where mimes are front and center. Including some current ones, yeah. Is this gonna be a difficult show yes. because Good. Um, also coming up. Let me up. stop you right there. <laughs> do mimes do everything silently for the most part? Yes. And is it up to us to describe what yes. they're doing? But that's nothing new. We're always no. picking kinds of commercials where we have to laboriously describe them. Um, we're also going to check in with the Ad Council, of course, as we always do. That's you guys. I got a couple of things here. Um, 
I have another Mitch Hedberg impression. This is one that I actually missed last week. So, of course, last week we played a whole bunch. I mean, I'm I'm not even going to explain why we asked for this anymore. But either way, um, listener Lauren had called in with a whole bunch of pitches for products in the style and, I guess, the voice of Mitch Hedberg. And um, there was another one on the voicemail line that I had missed. So we'll hear from that listener. Also, more details from listener Craig about... Uh, I wrote Mad Max in my notes here, but that is so wrong. Max Hedrum or Headroom <laughs> is uh, is what's still at play here. You, I saw Mad Max in the show sheet and I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah, no, I need to change that right now for future generations um, in case... I mean, I assume that someday somebody will come down and look at our show sheets and try to understand <laughs> American culture. Yeah, um, yeah, I think from, so. From that. But anyway, I change it in the show sheet. Everybody can relax about that. But anyway, I mean, Max Hedrum, who would have guessed that it's the topic that just keeps on giving on the show about commercials? But this detail that listener Craig offers is very related to us, our mission, and the topic of commercials. So we'll get into that. I'm excited that we have a mission. We do have a mission. What is your mission? Uh, our mission right now is to talk about mimes it's so funny how we don't talk anymore it's so funny why we don't talk anymore very proud of this music that is a great call yeah <laughs> cliff richard that is fantastic why do i always think cliff richard is a reggae star he's very not a reggae star do you know the name cliff i richard? don't know very... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that he was a and a, a songwriter. Yeah, big, um, really big in the 70s and 80s. And uh, I think in England, it was like sold more records than anybody except for the Beatles and Elvis or something. Something I learned today. How have I never heard of this guy? I don't know. Let's not let's not get bogged down on that. Next thing you know, Craig is going to be calling our voicemail line with more details about Cliff Richard and Max Hedrum. <laughs> we don't have time for that. So let's start with your first mime commercial. Now, it looks like this is going to be going back a ways. This is from the 80s, 1987, according to YouTube. And I think this one actually did come to my attention and maybe even sparked the idea for this show. Um, way back in April, um, a ma listener, Amanda, uh, called in with a jingle for Wheat Thins. Oh, okay. And the, the version of the ad that we ended up uh, you know, playing to to listen to the original jingle is kind of what I'm talking about in terms of like random inclusion of mimes uh, in the montage of people who are enjoying a product. So mm -hmm. you have like a regular seeming woman, a regular seeming man, and for reasons, I guess, uh, a mime all singing along, like all so enjoying wheat thins. So if you want to play this, we've played this can before. I, can I ask a, a question? I On the fly here, yeah. I'm very impressed with myself, as I usually am. I was able to find Amanda's original jingle. Would yeah. you like to hear that before sure. or after we hear the commercial? Let's hear Amanda's jingle. Want to hear Amanda's jingle? Okay, so you said this is from back in the early spring or mid-spring. So take a listen. Hi. This is Amanda from near Atlanta, Georgia. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And I've got a jingle for you. We thin something like a cracker, but more like a snack. Just for you snackers, crunchy delight. Something like a cracker, but with more snack bite. Well, they're thin and square in there. Light as air in there. Honest to goodness, great snackers. We thin just for you snackers. Something like a cracker, but... More like a snack. All, All right. right. Thank you, Thank Amanda. You, Amanda. All right. Yes. So 
That sets us up, and here is the actual commercial. See if you can spot the differences. Wheat thins, something like a crackle butt. There's the mime. So this is actually a pretty good example of what you were talking about. Montages of people living life. You got some, I don't know, businessman looking guy walking down the street. He pops a wheat thin. You have a mime. He's juggling as the guy walks by, right? Is he, is the mime eating wheat thins too? Or is he just... Or is he just miming eating wheat thins? Oh, I think that's the case. It's really unclear like what his, why include Maybe they're light as air. Yeah, it's unclear. Actually, it goes by so quickly. I want to Zapruder this. Um, <laughs> is the mime eating wheat thins or just mime? I think he's miming, think he's just eating miming it. wheat thins. That's why mimes are so thin. Oh, it ends with the mime too, uh, rubbing his belly. Even or, though he or didn't even almost, eat any real thing. Well, but it's so random. In mime land, he did. In in the rest of these ads, for the most part, there, there is a reason to include the mime. Like, there's something about the craft of miming mm-hmm. that is, like, integral to the joke. Yeah. Um, in but this that case, one is just it's like, just like hey. well, you got this guy, this woman, and this mime. Yep. <laughs> and they all like wheat fins or the idea of wheat <laughs> Or at least fins. the idea of wheat fins. Yeah. Um, so the staying in the 80s for a minute here um, McDonald's, this is one where I thought, like, surely there's a McDonald's ad where somebody's like, I don't know. High-fiving, high-fiving a mime. High-fiving a mime, yeah. yeah. But no, this one's actually, the, the joke is about miming. So you have okay. a woman walking through um, a park, and she's carrying and eating on the go uh, McDonald's McNuggets, chicken McNuggets. Okay. She's being chased and, I would argue, harassed by... I was going to say, mimes are often harassing people. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of anti-mime, uh, like sentiment out there so i think in many cases these mime commercials are played for like they're played on the supposition that nobody likes mine yeah sure um in this case she's walking along and following along behind her and like sort of darting over her shoulder as if he's gonna steal a chicken nugget from her is this mime but then when she sits down on a bench he he mimes hitting a wall like the only thing that people know about mimes are these they know a couple things. Mimes like to have inv- invisible glass boxes that they're stuck in. Mimes like to walk against the wind. Those are the only two miming skills that, as far as commercial makers are aware, that Untrue. they have. This mime, I'm watching it here. This mime is uh, walking a fake dog. And then the dog is pulling him in the opposite direction okay. of the woman with the chicken fingers or chicken McNuggets <laughs> rather, which actually look very good in this. I don't know if I'm just hungry again. I just had lunch, but I would I would definitely. And, and they went with the dipping sauce of barbecue, which I appreciate. I feel like most commercials would emphasize a honey mustard dipping sauce. I would. Am I wrong about that? I don't think so. I think sweet and sour. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's take a listen to this. The mime's following her, dragged by a pretend dog. She's ignoring him. She just gets out of his reach. Now he's stuck behind a wall. He's banging on the wall, and she like, like sort of like, 
looks at him and like holds up the nugget like to tease him. And she's like, oops. So basically he hits his imaginary wall and then she's like, okay, good. That's as far as you can go. And she sits in the first immediate bench. So he's now like in some sort of, I don't know if he's in a box or just like hitting on this fake wall, but she's right there like eating her. I would like take the next bench down. I would give this mime more space. Like I don't want to sit there and eat my lunch with this guy. Andrew, if this happened to somebody in real life, I would call the cops. Yeah, sure. Like right? this is harassment. And then he breaks this would through. Never, this would never fly now, this whole scenario. It does look like he eventually breaks through his fake wall and she does maybe, he somehow procures a nug and yeah. we see a close up <laughs> of, his, of his hands dipping it into the sauce and eating it. But I don't know that we ever see her like willfully or, or purposefully hand him one. So yeah. I'm not sure if he stole this nug or what. Oh. So you hear him yell McNuggets and then he claps his hands over his mouth like, oh my God, I talked. I talked. And then we see his gloved, his stupid gloved hand go into a box of McNuggets and um, then he's sitting on a fake bench next to her real bench and he's got the McNuggets yes. now. It's unclear. Did she just hand them over to him? Or did he like, go get his own? Did he go get his own and she waited for him? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I do kind of want nuggets now. Um, Yes, they did make me want, want McNuggets. But what's taken in totality, what all of these ads will end up doing is making you hate mimes. Oh, yeah. I mean... Mimes, I feel like, are the last group of people that you can without any consequence just dunk just on dunk as on. far as a profession is concerned yes, it's, like it's, yeah it like i would i would love to meet the person who's like don't ever say bad things about mimes that well we might, we I, might. and if you are that person i encourage i said i unironically mean i would love to meet them yeah i'm sure they will write in but um that's the premise of Shakes the Clown, right? The movie is that Bobcat Goldthwait, and he plays like kind of a drunk party clown, but there's like tiers of clowns, right. like rodeo clowns are the badass clowns, and then party clowns are below them. Right. But the lowest, the lowest rung of the low are mimes. mimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, now we have a Starburst commercial. I don't know if I've seen the Starburst. This one's a fun one. Um, this is so for a while. Uh, Starburst uh, like slogan or, or marketing pitch was unexplainably juicy that it's a contradiction in terms. It's a mm -hmm. solid candy, but it's like sort of tastes like liquid mm -hmm. when you bite it. Um, and so they had these sort of like strange juxtapositions. And one of the things they have is this Asian guy who's Scottish and he's kind of like sitting on a bench, uh, writing in his journal, just reflecting on uh, con contradictions that he's seeing in life. Mm -hmm. So he's an Asian guy, but he's kind of styled. He's got bagpipes sitting next to him. He's got one of those big, um, I don't know how you, what, I always, uh, I've had this conversation a million times in my life. How do you describe that kind of hat? It's like one of those kind of um, Irishy golf hats, sort yeah. of. Yeah. And his, uh, his facial hair is very much fashion, like an old Irishman's, right? Right. I think he's supposed to be Scottish. His accent or Scottish, is Scottish. rather. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant Scottish. I just got confused there for a second. And then I have seen this. So then you have the mime who is, you know, in this park performing. Yes. And you'll know that... This was this is a contradiction because this mime actually talks. Yes, exactly. So here, let's take a quick listen to this. I have seen this commercial before, in fact, very recently. Are you ready for the first portion of my act? I'm in a box. So another contradiction today. Oh goodness, a screaming so mime. Oh, I didn't even think there's a lid to the box. That reminded me of my Starburst. Starburst makes no sense either. That's a solid. You juicy 
like a liquid. By the way, I am a mime! <laughs> Starting to hate screaming mime. Yeah. I accept chains! I accept bills! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good performance by the screaming mime. Yeah, I really liked, I liked everything about that ad. Um... I'm in a box. I'm oh, a I box. never thought to ask. Is there a lid? And he's doing the miming as yeah. he's uh, as he's uh, narrating his miming for everybody. This commercial, is, or I'm sorry, the show is producing itself because now, um, now YouTube knows what I'm up against. Yeah. And it's just recommending all these mime commercials to me now. Yeah. So we, I actually have this one in the list. That one that just auto populated there. Do you want to talk about it now, yeah, or do you want to wait? We can go ahead. Okay. Um, this is for Keystone Light, and I don't know if you remember this about Keystone Light's a beer. If Wasn't you, their whole thing like it tastes like a bottle, but it's in a can? Oh, I don't know. They did Maybe a ca- they did a campaign called uh, with uh, their spokesperson that they named Keith Stone, as in Keystone. And I Keith Stone, think I learned about that on this show. Is this sort of smooth? T- he's sort of a little bit of a white trash dude, but like with some panache, with some okay. some uh, charisma. Um, he looks a little bit like Ronnie Dobbs. Though that's what I mean. He's got like a kind of a white trash vibe, but but not. Uh, he's he's supposed to be smooth. Mm-hmm. I guess like the beer. Yeah. Um, and in this one, a mime, a traditional mime, and again, they there's only one way mimes ever look in commercials, which is black. You know, long sort of uh, bell bottomy style pants, a black and white striped shirt, suspenders, and the traditional white face mm-hmm. with the black uh, mm-hmm. makeup, right? And the beret. So Keith Stone is helping this mime sort of like Cyrano de Bergerac, this woman that he's into. Um, so when you hear this this dialogue that the that the that you're hearing in the commercial, the mime is saying it to the woman or mouthing these words mm-hmm. to the woman, but sitting immediately behind him is Keith Stone, and who is actually vocalizing it, it okay. because of course the mime can't talk. Okay. I'm pretty sure that fake whispering sound was he was just saying Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Yes. Did you hear that too? It wasn't just my imagination. So now he's given the mime the idea to go talk to the woman. Well. My friend here may not have the gift of gab, but I've bestowed upon him the greatest gift of all. The gift of a smooth. Forgive me. There are no words to describe your beauty. An evil, jealous wizard purged them from the English language years ago because he saw your image in a crystal ball. And he spoke only wizard, so he had no game. He's real old, too. Cornflakes used to get caught in his beard. But girl, you're so fine. I want to take you out for a lobster dinner. So this is all the mime supposedly saying this. Now, here's the thing. I could be wrong here, Veeps, but I don't think this is Keith yeah. Stone. Who's who, I think he's just, every now and then, he's he's mouthing it along because these are his words. But I think he just whispered these all to the mime, and the mime is now vocalizing them. Okay. So Although I, it's ADR'd in a way that it... Yeah, I don't understand just, this joke then. I thought the joke made sense to me. This whole thing seems really stupid to me. Also, is it, why is it 90 seconds? Was this like a Super Bowl ad or something? I don't know. It, this joke is funnier to me if you have somebody literally sitting behind him saying, you know, in other words, vocalizing the thing that he's lip syncing. Yeah. But if it's just that he has like a weird voice, 
I don't get it. I don't get it either. And so he's and once again, it's it's a scenario where a mime is trying to mack on uh, a, a woman out by herself, right? Yes. Like it's more harassment. Yeah, more mime harassment. Wizard, so he had no game. He's real old too. Cornflakes used to get caught in his beard. But girl, you're so fine. I want to take you out for a lobster dinner. What do you think he's miming there? When he says take you out for a lobster You're dinner. so lovely. He mimes something. I couldn't tell if it was flowers that he's picking petals off of. This is a very confusing, terrible yeah. commercial. Yeah. Just absolutely terrible. I'm mad at this commercial. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, do you want to move on? There was something that happened that I noticed on the internet a second ago when we were, was it the Wheat Thins commercial or the McDonald's commercial? I think it was the McDonald's commercial. Um, and I want to go back to this. Um, no, it was actually the Wheat Thins commercial from 1987. Um, there is only one comment on it, I noticed, and it was, wow, this is an old commercial. <laughs> Did you notice that? No. Um, let me see here. Oh, no, here it is. Um, the McDonald's McNuggets commercial from 1984. Somebody named Haley Morgan four years ago posted, this is an old commercial. Wow, dang. Actually, they wrote... This is a old commercial. Oh, you're right. Wow, dang. And then the original poster said, almost 34 years old. Anyway. Um, okay, so I like the Starburst commercial, though. A yelling mime. That was a good twist on things. Let's go. Let's come a little bit more uh, more modern here okay. and look at this M&M's ad that's actually running now. Okay. Uh, so this is where you have the, the anthropomorphic M&M's, uh, which we've discussed Ugh. before, not being huge fans of. They're in an office. The problem is the green one isn't sexy enough yes, anymore. Yeah, that's the that's problem. my big problem. Yeah, she's with in her it. tennis shoes. Um, you have the the green, the brown, and the red. They're in an office. They're kind of standing on a little table and surrounded by coworkers who are, I guess, about to have an M M&M and M snack. Mm. Again, I gruesome. think it's gruesome or it's it's strange. Like, do the M and Ms like to eat M and Ms? It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about their snack, and then they kind of talk about how Jacques, their coworker, doesn't isn't really invited, and he doesn't seem to take part in these like water cooler moments with them. And of course, Jacques is a mime, and Jacques oh, is sitting over French. at his desk, um, pretend typing on nothing. Okay. Oh, it's the birthday girl. <laughs> hey, let's invite Jacques. Let's not invite Jacques. Whoa. Sure, he struggles on conference calls, but he's such a dedicated employee. And he can really pull off stripes. You're right. Hey, Jacques. Come join us. Come on. Yeah. 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 Oh, come. Oh. Oh. oh, there's yeah. a wind of some kind. This might take a while. Jacques trying to join them, but of course is he, blown back by an invisible wind. Yeah, interesting. I just don't get... It's not even the mind thing in this case. It's just like the world of these M&Ms are so confusing to me. Yeah, and actually I thought they were all gathering around for a snack of M&Ms, but they're just gathering around to talk about this woman's birthday. Yeah, and there's some cupcakes on the table. Yeah, maybe they have M&Ms in them. Unclear. Unclear, and also how the M&Ms feel about that. Unclear. This is an old one. This next one is for uh, for Weebolts. Um, Can I post underneath? Dang, wow, this old. <laughs> um, and in this one, the, it's um, 
it's about uh, a white sale, which is a kind of an old concept, but yeah. I, you know, selling like linens and things. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know what Weebolts is. I assume it's some kind of department store. Uh-huh. Um, but because it's a white sale... <laughs> The mime, of course, this has, all the, feels so problematic has the white makeup on, but it's also dressed all in white. Uh-huh. And uh, we're probably going to, since it's a heavy on the miming, I assume we're going to have to explain what's going on. We see this mime, like, kind of, I guess, modeling various things that are being sold Linens in the store. and towels and things like that. At one point, it's in a, an old, like, clawfoot bathtub. And it's fully white. Like, it's all its skin is white. Yeah. I like guess full he, body, I guess I keep saying it. Full, it's just kind of rude. Full body paint on the mime. Um, this one's yeah, really upsetting. It's kind of unsettling. Yeah. yeah. Step right into the biggest, the greatest, the best white sale in Weebolt's history. Weebolt's 100th anniversary white sale. And just to show you we mean savings, you can buy 100% cotton bath towels in 17 colors for just $5.99. Yeah, the implied nudity of the mime in full white body paint in the bathtub is something that's going to stick with me longer than I was hoping. Yeah, I these find are unpleasant it, images. Yeah, I find it to be a very unpleasant image. I also would maybe encourage you, if you can make it work, to use that as the <laughs> screenshot on Facebook. And if you're into the habit of sleeping, you can even buy sheets in both colors and prints for just $5.99 twin. And these same kind of values are waiting for you on blankets, comforters, bedspreads, pillows, and placemats. At Weebolts Now, where other white sales pale by comparison. Come in and see Get it, pale by comparison. Uh-huh. That's from 83. Um, I got to say, what do you think about those placemats? I for, kind of forgot about placemats like this. They're kind of like country kitschy placemats that look sort of like quilted quilted on the bottom, I think. But are, are they the kind that are like kind of hard plastic on the top? I feel like I used to go to somebody's house and and they would always have those things. Or maybe we even had them at home. They aren't that familiar to me. But yeah, you may have yeah. maybe used to have them growing up. I wonder if my parents got to a phase where they're like, we're going to keep the table even, you know, my parents cleanliness really big on the agenda right. so i have a i have a memory of like wiping these things down after meals so i think my family had some of those at some point we definitely have placemats i feel like at some point in my life um now i see them sometimes i'll be at like a a store full of cute home goods and i'll see placemats that are cute and stylish and then i'll and i'll for a second think like oh placemats and then i remember like no, that's yeah. just like, why do I want placemats? It's just like one more thing to deal with. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have to wipe something down, just wipe down the table. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so now we have a Little Caesars commercial. These tend, I tend to like Little Caesars commercials throughout time. Yes. Uh, let's see. What happens in this one? Oh, this is fun. So Little Caesars, um, you have uh, a half mime family here. So the dad is a mime. The mm. mom is a normal <laughs> And the the wife the the wife and mom uh, is starting to ask her husband the mime how he ordered Little Caesars because of course he can't order it over the phone. Uh huh. And then uh, the re- they realize that he can do it online. Okay. Um. And then the the kicker is you'll hear a third voice and that's their child who yeah. is half mime. And when you say half mime, I'm looking at a picture now like half and half straight he's, up he's through the middle divided, yes. vertically divided half of him has a painted white face and a beret and the white stripy shirt and the other half of him is a normal child honey how did you order a- oh right with little caesars you don't have to call dad got pizza that's crazy <laughs> as the child says that his his mime side kind of like mimes the gestures that he yeah. would be making to say this sentence. So they're trying to make it seem like it's only the the 
normal boy side that's talking and yeah. the mime. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Does it a lot in 15 seconds. Absolutely. And it's true to what they're trying to get across, you know. Right. Let's advertise our online options if you can't for whatever reason. Yes. Get to the phone or talk on a phone. And they're not the only marketer to come up with that concept uh, as a reason to have a mime in your ad, right? That, mm-hmm. oh, if you can't talk for some yeah. reason, um, the uh, you can use their online service. So this is for Geico, and this is a pretty old one. This is probably, well, it says 2002, so I would, I would guess that's right. It was in the era when insurers like Geico were just starting to have like a fully online interface, mm-hmm. right? So they have this house full of mimes that are trying to interface, trying to get the insurance people on the phone. They're miming calling them and miming talking to them, but they are not mm-hmm. talking to them. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen. This is, this is a quickie. It looks like another 15 seconder. So these mimes Dr. are- Auto Insurance, how may I help you? Hello? And he's- Hello? Need another way to talk to Geico? Check out geico.com. So it's weird. It's a bunch of mimes who are living together, and yeah. the one is trying to call Geico and get some insurance, but he doesn't know what to do because he can't talk. And in the background, you just have three other mimes, one of whom is just chilling on the sofa in like a pajama onesie, I think. (laughs) And two others that, have you paid attention to what they're doing in the background? Like they're miming shit to each other. Like one of them is trying to pull the other one off the couch with an invisible rope, maybe. One of them is being crushed by something. This is this is what it's like in a mime. Yeah, in it's a just mime nonstop apart. miming. It's just oh, it's so exhausting, <laughs> right? So Geico wasn't done with mimes, um, and more recently they did a campaign. We've talked about one of them where uh, two young women. This is sort of advertising um, insurance for renters and advertising specifically to roommates, people who live together mm. who are not related. I remember the Halloween one. Yes. Yeah, with the uh, witches. The witch, right? The, the witch, two yeah. the two young women who live together and they get a witch as a roommate um, and she ends up turning one of them into a cat. Mm-hmm. In this one, you have two men who are roommates and they explain the two things that they wanted that were sort of non-negotiable for finding a roommate for them and the Venn diagram of those two needs ends up being a mime. Can I guess what the two needs are? Because I haven't seen this one. I think I yelled it to you earlier, but go ahead. Did you? My headphones were probably on, as they usually are. So um, quiet. One of them wants a quiet roommate. I think one of them wants quiet. So that's the obvious one. And the other one wants a French roommate? Nope. A white roommate? That's (laughs) That would would be That'd be surprising. That would be surprising. Um, shoot. When I started that sentence, I thought I could figure it out, but I can't. Okay. Well, this is good. I'm on the edge of my seat. Let's take a listen to this. When we were looking for a roommate, he wanted someone super quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wanted someone to help out with chores, so we got Jean-Pierre. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but one thing we could both agree on was getting Geico to help with renter's insurance. Yeah. Geico did make it easy to switch and save. So the problem oh, here no, is... a wall there now? That's too bad. <laughs> Visit Geico.com. <laughs> so the problem is the mime is helping out doing chores. He's vacuuming. Unfortunately, there's not really a vacuum yeah, there. Yeah, but he He's still just... makes the roommates lift up their legs when he goes to vacuum under them. I actually really like the low energy of the yeah. two roommates. I like, how dis- I like how they like they have really discovered that compromise is a way of making both of them unhappy. Yeah, and then uh, I do like... So the, the um, mime is going around, fake vacuuming, and then, of course... 
course, he does the thing where he hits a wall because that's what mimes always do. And it, I do like his reaction. Oh, no, there's a wall there now. <laughs> oh, no, there's a wall there now. That's too bad. That's <laughs> too bad. <laughs> I don't think they like their new roommate. No, they don't like the roommate. Um, we already did the Keith Stone mime commercial. That was awful. That was terrible. I'm still mad at Keystone Light for that. Um, and then we have Sonic. Yes. Yeah, so do you remember those two guys who did? They were like improv buddies, um, and they did. Oh yeah. They were the Sonic guys for a long time. Yeah. And one of them was on Veep, and they're two like well-known Chicago. Yeah, they're pretty well-known improvers. Yeah. Um, and so this is one where um, you have the more, um, I guess what I, I guess you would say the sort of the straight man or the guy who's always exasperated by the other guy. Um, he's in the driver's seat. He's not painted up like a mime. And sitting next, and he's holding a hot dog. And sitting mm-hmm. next to him is the the other guy who typically more like, um, more goofy or more more obtuse or more stupid in some way. And so he is painted up like a mime, and he's doing all kind of like mime tricks with the hot dog, like hooking it and like pulling it towards mm-hmm. him on a rope. Mm-hmm. And his his buddy is both exasperated with him, but also allowing. You know, he's also like behaving as if the mime stuff is real uh-huh yeah there's a word for that um he's uh what's the word when you live with somebody who has a drinking problem and instead of he's enabling he's him? enabling him <laughs> that's the word he's and that's always the problem with these two right the guy in the passenger seat is always a moron but the guy in the driver's seat enabled him for years and years they finally they didn't stop this campaign but they got these guys off of this campaign and now it's like various people often women and just like or, or have they returned to these guys or any I regular I haven't seen them be these guys but there are a couple of pairs who are regular there are two women mm. who I think read as like suburban moms mm-hmm. who are like their big thing is that they go to Sonic and they get treats in the middle of the day and they're so bad yeah you know? like we got that um... and they like they kind of brag about their their like "Quote unquote bad momming," you know. Yeah, right. right it sort of right. falls into the the ordinary life, the 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 non aspirational uh, type of type of life that we've talked about on some of our other shows. Hey, Veeves. What? Remember when we got that blizzard the other day at Dairy Queen? I do. Didn't that wasn't that inspired by a conversation on this show? Weren't we talking about Dairy Queen commercials? And I didn't realize that you do the thing where you they turn it upside down before they hand it to you. Yeah. And I was saying I hadn't had a blizzard since I was a child. And then you and I were on a, on a not a road trip, but just a little drive out to our friend's uh, cabin a few weeks. A few weekends ago, and I said, "Hey, if we pass a Dairy Queen, yeah. we got to get." And then I made blizzard. sure we passed the Dairy Queen. Yes, because I was you navigating. Routed us to, uh, yeah. by one, and the kid did turn it upside down before he gave I'm it to us. I'm telling you, it's a it's they get fired if they don't. Also, it was another good example of why I yes. should not go through drive-throughs. I messed it up. I hate As going you, through drive-throughs. Andrew said accurately. I think that about one out of two times that he goes through a drive-through. I uh, messed something up. up. He screws it up. And yeah. it, it was totally on me. Like, I somehow missed the ordering window or the ordering. <laughs> he, like, people think I'm exaggerating about, like, how much I hate going through drive throughs And, like, there, this was real, right? Like, yeah, you and I were there. I was, I was doing you. my best. And I get to the window, and the guy doesn't know what to give me because I haven't ordered yet because I somehow missed was, the ordering What happened was speaker. we pulled up to the menu, which obviously is a big square thing yeah, and you said and I should have double checked you but you seemed confident you were sitting in the driver's seat you said oh they just you just look at the menu here 
and then you order it further up. And I thought, well, sometimes I do have like a yeah. two window solution, sure, um, or whatever, and or maybe there is a box like a speaker box, and they, you know, it's a big menu. Maybe you're supposed to look at it while the car ahead of you is ordering. Seemed reasonable to me. I should have looked more closely because so there, somewhere hidden in that menu was a speaker box. Yes, and I was thinking like if we stop there, usually they'll say, "Can I take your order?" Yeah, which nobody did say. Also, we didn't stop there very long. So we we drive right past the the order box and the menu and we get to the window and we're like yes and i'm just remember sorry i just pointed at genevieve which is why she stopped and i'm just remembering now i'm just remembering this now because there's like an suv or a minivan or something in front of us and they were stopped at that menu for a long time and then i come up to the menu i don't see a speaker box and i just say okay well i want you know i said to you like okay i see what i want you know what you want and we kept driving and you even said you mean so that van was just sitting there looking at the menu that whole time do you remember that and it turns out no they that were, van was they not were sitting, normally they, ordering. They were talking to somebody yeah. through a speaker box that I did not see. And again, I fault myself here because I have no excuse. Like I am perfectly capable of going through a drive-through, mm-hmm. but I you seemed confident, like I said. So we get up to the window twenty feet later, and we just had to say to the kid at the window, who was like absolutely like, you know, the kid out from the Central Simpsons. Casting, he was out of central yeah. casting. It's like sort of pimple faced sweet kid. And we just had to say to him, Sir. Uh, we messed this up. We didn't order anything and, uh, we didn't realize that the, I mean, it was hard. It was hard to admit that we didn't know how a drive-thru works. And the he guy, was very nice. The kid was so sweet. He just let us. He order. said, "I'll take your order now." He said, "I'll take your order right now." And thankfully, we didn't want anything super complicated. Mm-hmm. And so we only held up the line for a second or two. But I was mortified. <laughs> you know what I should have done that I realized later as I was driving away is I should have, I don't usually tip, you know, we don't mm. tip at those types of places. I don't even know if they're allowed to take them, but I should have slipped him a few bucks or yeah. something because that was a, that was a nice thing. He was anyway, very sweet to us. this is not a Dairy Queen commercial. This is a Sonic commercial. If, if you'll recall. Oh yeah, back to the show. One of the dudes in the car is dressed like a mime and he's acting like an asshole. Take a listen to this. These buttery croissant dogs are so gourmet and so French. Ah, yes, the old French mime trick. That's really going to work. Okay, no, no. It is working. No. Stop it. No. He's pulling his now, hot dog now, string. Uh-huh, what do you think of that? Now he uses his fingers mm. to cut the pretend line. Rub your fingers with my... Rub my fingers? You owe me money for my rope. Ooh, la, la. Okay, at the end. So, yeah, so he uses his... Uh, the guy with the hot dog kind of pretends to cut the fake rope. That's and then, pulling his hot dog away from yeah. him. And then uh, the other guy finally breaks character to say, you owe me money for my rope. Yeah. Um, I never liked those commercials, and I feel like I'm really out of step with society. I feel like those two, guy, those two guys are very well respected uh, in the improv world, and actually, people generally like those commercials, and I do not. I've never found them funny. I generally do like those commercials. Not, not uniformly. There are some that I find irritating, but... Uh, I like the guy in particular, the guy who plays the straight man, um, who's always a little bit irritated with his dumb friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, he he's makes the me better. Laugh. Yeah, he's yeah. the better of the two. Um, I don't know if I'm going to spoil something here, but if I do, Vives, you can stop me. We can edit this out. But this whole time I had a question for you, which was and as I'm hovering over this final link now, I'm going to ask you, do we see any women mimes? Just this last one. And it which looks like this last one might provide a, a female mime. Finally, a female mime. This 
barely counts as a commercial. This is essentially um, some of these candy brands. I feel like maybe um, Skittles or Starburst or something did one of these where like it wasn't. Remember the one we watched where somebody like she goes into an elevator and she yes. winds up on the bottom floor of a building and then she gets like she replaces she essentially has the to person replace the guy, guy who who's been trapped there down for there for eternity yeah. yeah it's really was that grim. a candy commercial well it was in the sense that it was like a brought viral. to you by yeah okay Skittles or whatever wow so this is very, that was terrifying it was terrifying this one's pretty grim also although i wouldn't say as terrifying this is sort of brought to you by mars candy like twix mm-hmm. and um i guess snickers and a couple of other uh candy brands okay but you never see anything to do with the candy in it it's just a little story it's just okay a little movie. and i see it's a two minute movie here yeah so i don't know if we want to watch the whole thing i kind of do right. i don't know what happens i haven't seen it all right well we'll try to narrate it as we go and um hopefully we'll be understandable okay what's the setup here you have a woman who is miming. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, again, dressed pretty traditionally, yeah. only without the suspenders. She's got a vest on instead. Which yeah, I sometimes think they is, have a vest, but yeah. she, and she's just not wearing a beret. But otherwise, classic mime, right? Mm-hmm. White face. But rather than, but her eyes are outlined in black, yeah. which gives her a little bit more of a ghoulish look. Absolutely. She's miming away. She's got a little hat. Actually, instead of a beret, she's got one of those bowler hats on the floor. And people are throwing money in, whatever. And then a, a kind of young... Uh, Young guy looks a little bit like, you know, a little bit of a hot shot, walks by her and accidentally or in a, inconsiderately kicks her hat over. Okay. And this sets her off into, she's enraged. And she looks like an angry man. She's pretty angry as soon as she's, he starts doing that. And he responds to her anger by like miming like, oh, po-, you know, like pretend crying. Oh, and like boo-hoo. He, he boo-hoo. And he like makes fun of her. And that's when she uses her miming powers to get revenge. Okay, all right, here we go. Twix presents Bite Size Halloween. There she is. She's miming out in public somewhere, hoping to get some tips. Just doing basic mime stuff. Mime stuff. She bows when she gets a tip. Here, here comes, comes inconsiderate guy. He kicks her hat. He's looking at his stupid phone. She like does like a what? And shakes her fist at him, and now she, now he does boo-hoo. And he starts to walk away. He looks a little bit like the guy who and plays she, The Hobbit. What's that famous guy's name? Radcliffe? No, that's, nope. that's the wizard boy. That's the wizard boy. Uh, you're thinking of um, uh, Elijah Wood. Does he have a little bit of Elijah Wood look yeah, to you? I guess I can Maybe see that. Maybe a little bit. Okay, yeah. so she's angry, and he's all he's mocking her anger after he just kicks her money yeah. all. Like, who's a, this guy is a real piece of work. Well, he gets his. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, So as he good. turns to go, she throws her hands up as if she's hitting a wall. Uh-huh. But instead of her hitting a fake wall, he runs into an invisible wall. She's now. miming things into existence. She's miming things into invisible existence. Okay, but when he hits a wall, it still is invisible to us, the viewer. And to him. But, but and to him. But it's real. It's yeah. like a force field. Ooh, I like this. Okay. <laughs> wall up. He slams into it. Now he's trapped. She looks pretty. She looks gratified. So he turns around now. Nope, walls on every it's side. Another one. And then he feels a wind start to blow from one side, from the one side that hasn't been walled off. So he tries to walk into that wind, but he can't because it's too strong. Walking against the wind, classic miming. I and want- you can see the wind now blowing him back. And she walks right by because the wind doesn't affect her. 
Then she pulls an invisible wall close. Now he's boxed in and no one can see him. Oh no, so he's in an invisible box where he can see people walking by, but nobody can see him. Now oh my she gosh. knocks on the invisible uh, box and starts squeezing. The s- First she mocks him and pretends to cry, boo-hoo. Now she starts squeezing the walls together on him. Oh my god, this is pretty terrifying. It's pretty terrifying. And he's trying to hold the open the invisible box. I'm glad that the um, first female mime is a badass. Totally. This is and the best also one. a murderer. Well, he deserves it. Now he's, he's a jerk. She squishes him down to the size of a cute, uh, like a dice. And she holds that up. And a little boy Shh. sees her. And she says, shh. And pops his balloon with her mind. And now she's holding just a little tiny white box at the end, which he presumably is in. And then she smashes it. And then it. she smash it. Yeah, she smash it. She smash it. Ooh, I like that commercial. Yeah, that was intense, the best right? one. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm thinking, too. I wonder if that guy... So, like, in all of these things, we have people playing mimes, right? But I also wonder if, like, that guy who's not playing a mime in this, but a guy who's but being is, menaced fact, by mime. But is, in fact, miming. But, in fact, is miming. I wonder if he's a real-life mime. And, like, this is, like, a <laughs> plum gig to get, you know? Like, every other mime is cast, and they have to go into their traditional right. garb. And this is a mime who's reached, like, the high levels of mimery. Right. And so he gets to look like he's a normal. next-level miming. Next-level miming. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed with that that uh yeah so uh, there you have it mimes good there you have it mimes Mimes. (laughs) let's leave it there everybody's talking at me i don't hear words they're saying only the echoes of my mind you know you found a real gold mime of material there genevieve (laughs) I am impressed with how few mime puns you uh, were able you you brought to this yeah uh, little shindig. Well, a mime is a terrible thing to waste. All right, let's. Um, <laughs> I've been holding. I've been sitting on them. I've been sitting on them. Okay, so let's check in with the ad council here. Um, and I have a couple of voicemails I want to share with you. This first one I mentioned at the top of the show last week. We heard from listener Lauren who submitted several upon our request, although. We don't have to get into the details of why. We asked people to call in with their imitation of the late great comedian Mitch Hedberg trying to sell us products or services. Maybe call him Pitch Hedberg. And uh, we went through a whole bunch that listener Lauren in Florida had submitted, and I missed this one that was sitting on the voicemail line from uh, listener Corinne, which I heard today for the first time, and it made me laugh out loud. So take a listen to this. Hi, it's Corinne in Alabama, and this is an ad that's also an impression. America runs on Dunkin' Donuts. You give us the money, we give you the donut. We don't have to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> it's, a not, it's not a bad impression. It's not a bad impression at all. Um, I love the, I love the like, um, the Hedbergian, uh, like, leaps of logic or mm-hmm. like the, the 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 next thing that would you know be part of the joke that yeah. everybody figured out yeah it's exactly so yeah and then i have another voicemail here this is not hedberg related um this is related to max hedrum who i have been referring to on the show quite a bit lately i did a whole episode a couple of weeks ago about um that was sort of launched by the max hedrum um uh, new Coke commercials of 1985. Yeah. Um, and I've just been a little bit 
not obsess, that's too strong of a word because I haven't even gone back and watched the original movie, but we were reminded by a listener that, um, that I almost said Mitch Hedberg, that Max Hedrum, um, <laughs> a lot of MHs, <laughs> yes, was, um, it started off as a movie made in Britain but starring American actors i think is no it's not it doesn't come off as a british movie it's like everybody has american accents right uh and max hedrum was a normal guy before his name changed to max hedrum he was like an investigative reporter and he was chasing down some sort of explosive story right and he made some enemies and then these enemies are chasing him through a parking garage and he's trying to escape and somebody hacks into a system and lowers one of those parking garage arms on him as he's trying to ride his motorcycle out and he smashes into that and he gets brain damage or whatever and on the parking garage arm it says max headroom a certain number of feet and that's how he ends up getting the name max headroom and they save his life by inserting him into a computer or some shit like that i'm kind of filling in the blanks at the end there um but there's a key point of the plot of the original max headroom uh movie that is actually related genevieve to advertising that we totally missed and this is from listener craig hey andrew and genevieve this is craig calling from arlington Virginia. Um, I was just listening to your discussion of Max Hedrum, or Hedrum, mm -hmm. as it were, and um, there was one major plot point to that movie that I thought deserved to be mentioned, which was that the mystery that the reporter who became Max Hedrum was investigating was a, a new technology called Blipverse which are advertisements which happened in a blip and were causing people's heads to explode. Anyway, I thought that was maybe related to our current streaming adverts and such. Anyway, thanks. Bye. All right. So this entire movie, the original Max Hedrum movie, is online, but it's also busted up into little clips. Uh -huh. And I was able to find a couple of scenes from the movie. I'm going to play it here for you, kind of explaining Blipvert. So here you have a bunch of... Um, like businessmen, right? They're like network executives. And the whole problem is when their network goes to a 30 second commercial break, they lose viewers because people are switching away. So they have the, so far as I can tell, they have these blipverts that are only three seconds long and they hit, they somehow like cognitively hit the viewer in just three seconds and transmit all the information. Um, and as Craig says, it was causing them to explode. Uh, this technology comes from some sort of young techno geek that these businessmen are interviewing via television. Take a listen to this. See, the human body has millions of nerve endings. Each carries an electrical charge, individually very tiny, but in combination, surprisingly large. Now, normal people just burn this off in exercise, but in inactive people, it sort of builds up. Now, because I just okay, so that doesn't make sense. He's saying that most people burn off nerve endings with exercise. I question your science there, but the point is um, inactive people, in other words, couch potatoes, right. they're going to have a whole bunch of these things, and that's how they're going to react best to these blipverts. Now, because I designed blipvertisements to compress a 30-second advertisement into three seconds, it seems that the brain violently stimulates all of these nerve endings simultaneously. In some viewers, this seems to cause a short circuit throughout the body. In some part, particularly slothful, perpetual viewers literally explode. 
pretty simple, really. So you notice how they're really dunking on TV viewers. It's all yeah. about how how television just brings about sloth and laziness and couch potatoiness. Now, that is what the nerd is explaining the science and how it's kind of gone wrong on them. And now you have the business people who uh, are saying, well, it's still better than having people switch away from our TV right. station, right? So we right? lose a few of the more extreme yeah. couch potatoes. But you have, but then you have one executive who I'm going to guess is maybe somebody who works in the programming department who has more of a conscience. Simple. It won't be so simple if news of this leaks out. My God. Come on, Ben. The only people that inactive are pensioners, the sick of the unemployed. I mean, who really cares? Bryce, is there any way to resolve this side effect? Well, that really isn't my problem. See, my brief was to find a way to compress ads to stop channel switching. I mean, I only invent the bomb. I don't drop it. Ooh, nerdy kid. To this little sociopath. Right? Now, let's go back. I found another clip here, too, only because I enjoy this audio so much. Like, this movie, again, this is like sort of like a British movie depicting, I think, American businessmen. And yeah, it's got it's, an American psycho quality to it a little bit. Well, it feels very much like a down market um, I mean, I said RoboCop before, and like oh, the, yeah. the comparisons are kind of yeah. Uh, it's got a real uh, Verhoeven. Verhoeven, you're it. absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, all of the 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 casting and the styling. Although it makes me laugh to think of an American Brit, an American businessman saying the word pensioner. That's yeah. not that's something that a British writer is does not realize is not a word that Americans would ever use. And even blipverts, we don't call them adverts yeah, here. You right. know what I mean? I think they they would make a play on the word commercial or something. Yeah. That's very much a, kind of a, a Britishism advert. But anyway, here's another. This is kind of long. This is like a couple of minutes long. But, you know, where else are you going to get to see this much uh, Max Hedrum quality content? We can't reinstate blipverts. They're lethal. You know that. That hasn't been proven. If the rebus tape isn't proof, what the hell do you need? A live demonstration? Ben, I find that tasteless. Nevertheless, blipverts are killing people. Some. Maybe. Look, I've heard enough of that. We're talking business here. <laughs> I love that so much. Talking people. The same thing. Why don't you give us your analysis, Ben? To what do you attribute the ratings drop? It's so ominous. We're only down 2%. 2% is 6 million viewers. And if they start channel switching, it's war. You know that, Ben. <laughs> we're used to it. It happens all the time. But if we were still using blipverts instead of regular adverts, there wouldn't be any channel switching. Blipverts have been off the air only 10 hours, and our ratings are actually 3.7% down, not 2%, as you suggest, Ben. I'm going to reinstate blipverts. And that is final. Yeah. You know, suddenly Ben, Ben has not had a pipe this entire yeah. time. Magically, he has a pipe in his mouth. But now. then suddenly, he's got a big pipe in his mouth, and he gets up, and he's going to storm out. I don't know if there's any more dialogue left here. This he storms out of the room. This British take on American business culture is so hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking about business. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't that sort of? I can't think of the name of the guy from American Psycho, but doesn't that have a little bit of a um of that guy's vibe there? Uh, you mean Christian Bale? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I guess his so. character's it, name. I mean, was. it's so silly. Like yeah. Amer American Psycho is silly in its own way, but it's but oh, uh, it, it's more it's more like a Verhoeven sure yeah, uh, no. quality to it. I'm with you on that. Anyway, that's great. I did not know about the blipverts, but it is uh, it is relevant to my interest. It certainly is. But are we just going to watch that tonight? Uh, 
I guess so. <laughs> it looks pretty terrible. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Okay, here's what I want folks to do. I want people to send us their blipverts in the voice of Stephen Wright uh-huh. or Mitch Hedberg. No, don't do that, please. <laughs> I don't want my head to explode. Uh, thanks, everybody. Veeves, thank you for that gold mime of material. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yes. If, you know, if we if you can think of any of those ads that I know I've seen and I know I remember where there's just like a mime in the background or a mime as part of a montage, I would love to find some of those because I feel like they're out there and I just couldn't like come up with the right... A search algorithm for it. Come on, Gen Xers, help us find the one where a mime is mildly harassing a traffic cop yes. by imitating him behind him. I know we've. I know I've seen that. I can I, picture I, it. I didn't invent it. Um, call us at six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven or email us at after these messages show at gmail. And there is of course a Facebook group. You can find us there. Genevieve will post all the links um, to the commercials we talked about there. All right everybody, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Oh dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Karachi posse's